0: Hi, Aya, good Hi. to see you. Hi, Sandra. Good to see I you. Know you're smiling so much. <laughs> yes, I'm raising my shoulder, you know. <laughs> I have back in now. <laughs> hold on. Uh, hold on. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. You've got Larry on the line who you'll be having a conversation today mm-hmm. uh, with about the uh, verdict from the Federal High Court in Abuja. Yes. Indeed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Larry, hello. Thank you so much for coming on to the program. This is Larry daddy the executive director of the International. Press Center, Nigeria. Good afternoon. Hi. uh, Thanks for having me on your show once more. (laughs) Well, when it comes to Matters Press, you're one of my go-to people. (laughs) And, and, um, you know, can you just sort of briefly summarize what is it that the Federal High Court decided or pronounced on when it set aside the 500,000 Naira fines that have been imposed by about 49 um, broadcast stations by the National Broadcasting Commission?
1: Well, the, the position of the Federal High Court Abuja is that uh, the imposition of fines by NBC is the violation of constitution, uh, and that uh, only the courts could exercise such power because the material of the court is alleged to face the uh, program on, on criminality. And when it comes to criminal matters, uh, it's only the, I mean, the court that can make a pronouncement on that. And the so that the uh, fines uh, imposed by the MBC are uh, illegal fines, and that uh, they should desist from doing that. Uh, that is the summary of the judgment.
0: Okay. Now, so where, Larry, does this leave the broadcasting code?
1: I mean, can broadcasters
0: now abandon it and say and do what they like?
1: No, no, they cannot abandon it. The the court has now declared uh, illegal the Nigeria Broadcasting Code, Mm -hmm. which uh, the NBC uh, put in place in the exercise of its powers to regulate the broadcast uh, media. Uh, As a matter of fact, NBC still remains the regulator. And it also means that uh, the Nigerian Broadcasting Code remains in force. And I do not think any you know, journalist or media professional would object to that because uh, regulation is part of media practice. The only difference is that this is the statutory regulation coming from government as against uh, self-regulatory you know, mechanisms that we also have in place, like uh, the Code of Ethics of Journalists in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So the code still remains uh, intact.
0: But um, if the code is intact and the Nigerian broad- uh, the National Broadcasting Commission can't impose fines, what other non-criminal or sanction type of um, tools does it have in its kitty to ensure compliance with the broadcasting code?
1: Well, I, I think uh, there are a number of options for, for the NBC to follow. They could. Uh, Issue warning to stations mm-hmm. that they believe have, uh, have you know have breached the code. I, I mean, Larry, let me, me let
0: me be frank because many of um, many of us who saw this felt mm-hmm. that yes, it is a victory, but we are concerned that it could turn out to be a pyrrhic yeah. victory yeah. given the powers of the Broadcasting Commission to license broadcast stations. Well, for for licensing, the only condition under which the the N
1: B C could withdraw or suspend a station's license it would be when you don't pay your licensing fees, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, or in an extreme case, maybe you've uh, done a broadcast that has led to violence and is proven. It can result to such extreme measures. And I don't, don't really think any media organization in Nigeria would go to that extent. We've actually not seen, seen that. So to that extent, I, I don't think, and I expect that they will be more cautious with this judgment. I've read that uh, they are planning to appeal the judgment. Mm. Well, for me, it, it's also an opportunity for the NBC to look inwards
0: Indeed. and work
1: with other media, you know, stakeholders on how to reform that. Our position all along has been that, well, there are instances where offences may require uh, fines or other formal sanctions, but let there be a the room for appeal. Let there the even be a room to be heard. The by there, by is. The there is, the is. First That's a problem. The only thing they do is they, they, they write you and then edit they inform you that you've committed an offence. Sometimes there's family. even no room for difference for you to quickly reply and say, you know, this is our own position. And but then isn't, they, isn't
0: that the problem that they need to have a set of, um, a, a procedure and if that requires legislation or taking the matter to court, at least when it goes to court, the broadcaster will know that they have a chance to be heard. And I think I, that this is really where most of the
1: complaints... I, I, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, they need to have a procedure. Even within the structure of the NBC itself, NBC, for example, has, uh, has a council, or they could have, you know, a kind of, uh, uh, you know, a structure within the NBC itself to say that, well, we we'll find you guilty of this offense. However, within seven or five or six days, you could appeal to this body to state your own side of uh, the case so that at every point in time, justice uh, would have been seen to be done. Exactly. And, uh, you know, lawyers' I don't know whether it's the state of lawyers or the common state. That
0: justice must not only be done, but it be must seen be seen be to be done. And that, that, of course, that is not is the that point. that happens when the when the, the other legal maxim is "out the altering part and he,
1: part yeah, yeah, of, exactly. here. Yeah, exactly. Because, because we made the point that uh, they are the accuser, they are the prosecutor, and the judge in their own case. Exactly the same point we've always made all along. Uh, Well,
0: Larry, I was going to say because um, people can complain to the National Broadcasting Commission and in fact, I was also going to ask you about the National Media Complaints Commission, which is an entirely non-governmental affair, but it also is set to receive complaints from members of the public and presumably if the Ministry of Information wants to come down a little bit from its high horse and also partake, participate, it could also make complaints um Government bodies could make complaints to the National Media Complaints Commission. Yes, they could. They could. And um, and see see how that does. Do you think that has a role to play in preventing what many people would call excesses by the media?
1: Well, I, I think it has a role to play uh, because the the National um, you know Media Complaints Commission is the creation of a uh, media professional bodies, umbrella media professional bodies. Mm-hmm. The power Proprietors, the Guild of Editors the Nigerian, Union of journalists and uh, the the broadcasting organizations of Nigeria, which means they are saying that, uh, you know, we are ready to self-regulate, and if you have complaints against us, the commission will look into it and make appropriate uh, recommendations, which could even include sanctions in very, very serious cases. They could ask, you know, a news medium to to discipline, you know, a journalist, for example, that has engaged in deliberate, uh, uh, you know, uh, I mean, publication of fake news or all those kind of things. The same thing that the NBC could also do really, because the NBC too can actually uh act for traction of particular stories mm-hmm. or public apologies you feel that uh, things you know have not gone wrong. The, the whole idea really is uh, to ensure that we don't bring in all these uh, actions and punishments in extreme you know cases because exactly. NBC should also be interested in the survivor. of of the media, you know, the broadcast media, and to that extent, some of these political measures could actually economically, you know, destabilize uh, these broadcast media organizations. So the the commission, uh, which is self-regulatory, I think has a role to play in checking excesses because this is the
0: nmcc not
1: the nbc that is the national media complaints commission mm-hmm. and uh, it's not just government individuals politicians okay. i know during the campaigns some mm-hmm. candidates had issues with some media outlets now you could go to the uh, national media complaints commission mm-hmm. you could go to N B C. Uh, there are options what we don't like is when people especially take loss into their owners you know mm-hmm. embark on extra judicial measures just because we want to punish in
0: particular, you know, journalists. Well we've seen situations I mean I I wanted to ask you because this this regime of fines by the national broadcasting commission that the Federal High Court has now put an end to is really just only one manifestation of a growing tendency to use criminal law and apply criminal sanctions over the exercise of free speech. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, we, what we've seen is that even ordinary citizens who should normally sue for defamation, you know, in a civil suit, instead, they, especially if the thing that, the, the matter that they're complaining about has come over the internet, as many yeah. um, do, they then go to the, um, they make a complaint under the Cyber Crimes Act. And the next thing is that the person who would normally at most be facing a case of libel, or, or slander is now facing criminal um is being arrested by the police um, yes, uh, exactly. and, and so and it's almost though some of these um people who consider themselves to have been defamed feel that uh, it's not really the money that i'm after
1: i want to punish this person yeah that's that, 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 that's the problem and then in some cases they don't want to stay their own side so like you said the way they use the cyber crime art is because of the provision about internet bullying so if the news is published online, they then they then go to and say, "Well, we've we'll been bullied online," mm-hmm. and some of them, because of their influence, makes use of the police. Mm-hmm. Well, we've had court cases. I think mm-hmm. in the northeast, uh, the publisher of a uh, mm-hmm. uh published something that a senator uh, believed was defamatory. But instead of going to court, mm-hmm. the next thing is the police pick up the publisher, uh, put him in you know in, uh, in jail or rather in detention without charging it to court. And then it becomes, it becomes a problematic. So uh, I, I agree with you that when we're looking at this matter, it's not just you know government alone as in government, but we also have politicians, you know, influential people one way or the other. And I think one of the conversations we should have, uh, especially with the police, is it should not be a tool for people to set to scores because sometimes it, it, yeah, you, you know, if you are if you are disabled, if there is the wrong information about you, you mm-hmm. have the right to seek. Apology, retraction, prominently displayed. Where in news medium does not do that, then you can take other steps. But if you also feel that the, the damage has gone beyond repairs, then you go to court. Let the lawyers, you know, sue formally and stop using all these uh, laws and the kind of backdoor channels to to punish individual and journalists. So, so we do have problem with that, really. Yeah, well, well I mean, I was going to say, how... and also how the we... Anti-Terrorism Act is in so mm-hmm, yeah. they invoke you know terrorism just that you've you've uh, been terrorized. committed terror terror, terror, terror terrorism because under the terrorism act, you could be put in detention without trial for three months and it's renewable. So it's a very easy way to it's a very easy way to you know punish uh, journalists and others who be critics of. Uh,
0: mm. of government I mean, how, how worried do you think that the media? How worried do you think the media ought and Nigerians generally? ought to be about this tr- this trend and how really, because there is a constitutional guarantee on freedom of expression of, of expression, how can it be enforced and upheld?
1: Well, the, the, the court has said that the constitutional guarantee of freedom of expression, what we're looking for is a constitutional amendment that would expressly guarantee first, press freedom, secondly, isolate uh, what we call government media here yeah, which is actually public media or state media mm-hmm. from the control of uh, the government as we have you know in Ghana where the constitution says uh, <laughs> editors and managers of uh, state media shall not be appointed by the government but by the by the by national mass media commission of Ghana so we have to also find a way of uh, you know we earlier we talked about this national uh, media commission it has to be it's, written it's... into the constitution so that it will have you know constitutional uh, so we still have a lot to do in that regard. But that, I feel uh, that we, we need more express provisions in the constitution on press freedom, on freedom of expression, and even access to information. Well, Larry, I, I, I,
0: before before our fifteen minutes runs up, I do need yeah. to um, draw your attention to the fact that there is a, a, a valid cause for concern when we yeah, see some of the falsehoods that are published and circulated on social media. And um, although we do, we do talk about social media, um, uh, the, the reality is that the social media could be published anywhere by anybody. And uh, you're right, and ha- you're right. And, and, but, but I always sort of find myself thinking about sledgehammers and, um, you know, ants and all this sort of thing. And I wonder whether we you know, at the end of the day, finding the balance is is still something that is eluding us.
1: Yes, it's, it's eluding us. Uh, we, we have to find uh, a way of uh, having mean, the social media space, you know, regulated. But regulated in such a way that you don't have in mind, you know, the media. Part of the problem we have with the, the debates that have been proposed to regulate the social media, uh, internet falsehood, is that if they, they don't bring the conventional media into risk, yeah. the law is also not looking at uh, where people in government or politicians also spread you know fake news on
0: social media and even hate
1: speech. Well, so it, means, what
0: we, I think what so we've seen,
1: like, we need to have a, a more conversation
0: on that. I'm afraid, Larry, that
1: we've run out of... Social media on, needs some form of, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think that regulation seen, that does not contain freedom of
0: expression. I think that what we've seen is that when the politician comes and says, talks nonsense, it's still the media house that gets the handle. Like, so thank well, you yes. so much for coming <laughs> online. Thank you. And um, thank you, and, um, and um, thank you very much for, for being my guest
1: today. Yeah, thank you very much for taking up this topic, which is of great interest to us.
0: I don't seem to (laughs) have wiped the smile of (laughs) Sandra's face.